and you say, welcome to, say, perch hangers and wall hangers. Say PJ. PJ. And. 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 WH. WH. Presents. Presents. Triforce. Triforce. Thank you, buddy. That's how he ended up with kids. And you too, trying to put your dick in everything. None of us know what we're doing here, so I guess we're just going to sit and bullshit. We're going to see Thor and Captain Marvel fuck. Jesus. I like her. <laughs> I like her. Sit on my face. Next week's podcast live, live from the delivery room. From the delivery room. <laughs> it's the Jaggers and Wallhangers. Welcome in the baby. I will bargain with your wife. The car right over. There's a bunch of weird people waiting for you in the baby delivery room. With a bunch of equipment. <laughs> they said they're a podcast. One Jesus looks, Christ! One looks like he's holding a taser. Halo Chief Masturbation Collection. Tremendous, Tremendous people involved with the podcast. No, no, you gotta do through like and this. through. He doesn't like How many jobs are we creating? Through and through. It's gonna be thousands of jobs involved in this project. <laughs> thousands. Speaking of masturbation. Hi, Cousin <laughs> Kim. Welcome, everybody, to Pajangers and Wall Hangers, episode number 22. We are calling this the Triforce. The gang is back. We are on Instagram Live, Facebook Live. Everybody's here and we're raring to go. We got a great show for you. The Triforce is back in full force. Old man recovering from his death. Christopher Bristow over to the far left. Well, my far left. Then we have right here Stephen Bucarell, big brother, and of course I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man, and to my immediate right here is one Mr. Kelly Collins, Twitchy! Our Twitchy! <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, I appreciate that. Our Twitchy, not your Twitchy. <laughs> so uh, if you are in watching right now in uh, Instagram land or Your Facebook wife is land. Probably laughing her she ass off no right now. Definitely about. comment below and let us know what you think. We appreciate all of you guys for tuning in and watching. We are very happy to announce uh, one with the Triforce uh, with the Triforce podcast here. We have a close relation with uh, Rip Studios. Why? Well, I'm a co-creator. We have a project out there called Tales from the Morgue. Chris, if you want to show me the post, uh, hand me the poster over there. There you go. So we have posters available on ripped-studios.com, which these are available on there. Um, it's Tales from the Morgue, a pre-production poster. 
we are expecting episode one to come shortly, and it is well in production, so that and episode two are on the way. Um, we have an Indiegogo Kickstarter going right now, which is going to help fund the rest of the season. And it's really important to us um, that anybody that wants to get involved, please get involved. We have the link right on our website, ripped-studios.com. If you want to go there, uh, there's a link, the trailer. Uh, we have a brief description of everything that's going on there. Um, so I appreciate all the love. Uh, so far, we have four backers on the Kickstarter. And through that and the merchandise sales, because on the website, we have a shop. You can buy the poster. We have two different magnets with uh, Cutthroat and Ollie Good. and uh, Ulrich, the two characters that are in um, episode one. So those are up there as well, the cool magnets. So we got a lot of stuff out there for you. Please check out the Indiegogo because we really appreciate it all. That's my shameless plug because we have a lot of really good stuff coming from Tales of the Morgue. And I, I, I hope to be able to show you guys episode one soon. I'm going to release it on this platform. So hopefully... Uh, that will come soon. Right now, well, what do you do here? I don't know. What do you do here? I, I, I don't know. I don't do anything. What do you do? I'm just here. I, I, I have no... I'm just here for the parking. Oh, oh well, there, there okay. you go. You got key like parking. Um, none of us know what we're doing here, so I guess we're just going to sit and bullshit. Let's hop into the nerdy news. Nerdy news. Nerdy news. <laughs> so, in today's nerdy news, I have uh, one Avengers Endgame trailer came out, man, and that shit looks so sweet. Uh, especially post uh, Captain Marvel for us. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen the movie, and I gotta say, I liked it. I liked Captain Marvel. I thought that was a, a really good flick. It's a really pot one. Obviously, yes, it's a really good positive uh, female role for young girls. Because it teaches them, you know, don't, you know, always get up, keep going, and all that. The common motivational stuff that you want in there. But it also has a lot of badassery. It has a lot of stuff that really just keeps you going. And the scrolls, obviously a huge part of the Marvel comic universe. Now coming into the cinematic universe, I hope there's more of a scroll push for Phase 4. Um, Kevin Feige has announced that we will be seeing more announcements soon, but they're going to come whenever they are ready. Um, I figure it's probably going to come around August. You have Spider-Man coming out in July. Okay. And then in August is Disney's Expo. At the Expo, they have released trailers to like Thor, Ragnarok, Black Panther, different big things so coming. How, how would you rate Captain Marvel? I give it a solid 8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, but, but right there. Brie Larson's ass is a 4 out of 10. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know, it's with Captain Marvel, there's a nice progression because she starts off not knowing anything, just like you as the viewer. Um, right. Obviously, nerds set your egos aside. That's the way you want to come into this movie because it's a great adaptation for Captain Marvel. Fans are being um, a little bit overly critical with how they changed Marvel, um, but that I figure that's to be expected with a bold move like that. But I figure it's well needed as well because with Marvel, um, well, the style of writing was different. It was. You're also introducing a whole different plethora of. of it was just such a good to movie. this user base. You're, it was so great in three D. This character. It, it's just such a good movie that it's when you get the um, you know all the. 
proton blast going and you're in the thick of it, it's still a Marvel movie. And the so that's why I'd yeah. say it's still good. Some people may be disappointed in it, but as a, especially as an origin movie, I figure I, I'd, I'd give it two thumbs up all day. Okay. I still think it's a good movie. And it's pulling the numbers, dude. Eight days. It took Captain Marvel eight days to get to $200 million. At 10, they were at $266 million after 10 days. And they're at $760 million worldwide for Captain Marvel. Jesus. Outstanding. Outstanding numbers there. Those were as of last night. Um, but with Captain Marvel, that knowledge, I think, especially with her popping up at the end of the Endgame <coughs> trailer, I think everybody knows what's going to happen. We're going to see Thor and Captain Marvel fuck. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Half of you wanted that to happen, though, you disgusting perverts. Jesus. I like her. <laughs> I like her. Sit on my face. <laughs> oh, God. Talk about face sitting. James Gunn's back! Yay! Yay! Is that the guy from MMR? No, that is Kevin Gunn. Oh. James Gunn is. Um, you know him from Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. They were going to use his script for Guardians of the Galaxy, as Chris previously pointed out in another podcast, but now Disney has bent the knee and given the keys to Captain Gunn, especially, curiously, after he was just appointed as director on Suicide Squad 2, and that it's a complete reboot for Suicide Squad as a franchise. So, when the allegations for James Gunn came out, uh, Dave, Dave Batista, who plays Drax, said that he would not sign on for the movie unless James Gunn was director. So, maybe you had some of so that. His, his comedy in that makes those movies. It does. It, it really does. does. He it, took a character that, that didn't really have, like... The standing still scene with the camera. That was perfect. And and then, like, just a, a credit to Batista himself, um, that whole, you know, who is, where is, and then... Why is Gamora? That was all. That Why was, is Gamora? That was all him. Like he yeah. saw an opportunity and yeah. made it one of the best lines out of the movie. Absolutely, just like Tom. You Holland. get that kind of dynamic in it, and the actors feeling it. I think, yeah, you got to give them the reins there. Just to like have is, a little bit. Isn't of a it crazy way. though to see like him doing this when like a few years ago you could see him be like a dummy on wrestler, like wrestling. He was just oh yeah. Now he's but he's, he was a, he was also a good actor. Yeah. True. He was also there. He did. Uh, he did a, a couple of kickboxing it's just, movies. It, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. in general, it's like you're Baltista from wrestling, like, and then you did this, and it's when he came back, they called him Blue Tista. <laughs> <laughs> so James Gunn has a lot of stuff going on, man. He's got Suicide He's... Squad. He has now Guardians of the Galaxy three, which he said Suicide Squad is going to come first. Suicide Squad, I believe he said uh, they're shooting for beginning filming end of this year, and. Then uh, I that think was your we're one for the day. We're still on. You make one at least a day. I think we're still on point for a 2020 release for Guardians of the Galaxy three, which is what they're currently prospecting. Some people think that with this, it may be pushed back to 2021. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we um, check on to see what the the standing agreement is? Because in the past, if you were working on a Marvel movie, you couldn't work on a DC. Well, Disney wasn't even a. Uh, they weren't even considering any other director for this spot. They, it was just like, oh, whatever, we'll, I guess we'll figure it out later, maybe. But Disney was not, they didn't 
actively shop for anybody. And it's almost just like the way that they saw Kevin Gunn, or Kevin Gunn, the way that they saw James Gunn uh, handling this situation with the tweet, it's what got his job back. So because he handled it classy, which you can handle things in a disagreeing fashion with people in a classy manner. It's not uncommon. I try to do it whenever I can. Um, We've you had should experience. too. <laughs> we have experience, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> now the thing also, he's got Brightburn coming out. Okay. Horror Superman flick. Yeah. So and that one looks really good. I think James Gunn's work stands for itself. He's going to be one of those remembered, especially since they wanted him to play more of a crucial role in the Phase Four, especially with the merger. They're going to have a lot of intellectual properties to develop, and I think they're going to be looking for great directors like him to kind of, you know, uh, take some of these under his wing and to expand. Well, that's kind of a hard point to go off of. I mean, he's going to be a very busy guy. Yeah, but I still see what is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm hoping we see... Finally, Adam Warlock in there. They gave us Mantis. Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I want to see yet. the fucking Russian cosmonaut dog inside of nowhere. I want that. I want Guardians, man. And the Guardians have taken so many different iterations, but I I love this Peter Quill like story they have going with Chris Pratt, and I think I'm, I'm I curious. hope he survives the snap. Well, such a good well after snap, I, I'm snap I'm, back. I'm so well, snap back. <laughs> Hi, Felicia. My one for the day. It's <laughs> my one for the day. That's all I got. <clears throat> Bye, folks! No. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I saw that, and I couldn't be happier for James Gunn getting back in, into the saddle there. Yep, yep. It's it's the Godfather all over again. He is that. <laughs> exactly. So, um, one other bit in um, like the movie kind of realm, this story I saw... Um, we all know uh, that Flashpoint is coming as a movie uh, okay. with, supposedly, Azira Miller. Now, apparently, there's a little bit of a turmoil on set uh, between the director and Azira Miller. Now, Azira Miller is reportedly writing a script with comic book author Grant Morrison. Who has a long run in comics, JLA and a whole bunch of yeah. different DC universe, and he's perfect to have as like a correspondent in writing a Flashpoint script. Now, where the clash comes in is that um, between the directors, John Francis Daly and John Goldstein. Now, John Francis Daly, you will know from Freaks and Geeks, okay, as well as Bones. Okay. okay, and John Goldstein was uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and Horrible Bosses. So the I think the creativity is there for a good Flash movie, but I also think they need to listen to Ezra Miller because one, his contract's ending; his placeholder contract is ending in May, and this script he says he can have ready by the end of this upcoming this week. He can have it done. So. If they're going for an, he's going for a darker Flash movie. I asked you earlier in the week, do we really need a darker Flash movie? Upon further thinking, my standpoint is that we do need 
dark for Flashpoint because you have Thomas Wayne, yep. Martha Wayne, not no spoilers, but you have both of those in this Flashpoint paradox, which have a crucial role, which need to be dark, as well as other people who you see their alternative realities, i.e. like uh, Injustice, right? You see an t- alternative reality of these heroes, and that is a very dark tale. You can't make this lighthearted like freaks and geeks well, and fucking spider it, it would have to be dark because it's the only way for them to truly reset the universe. You know? Because everything prior to that yeah. was shit. Yeah. Minus Wonder Woman, of course. Yeah. I don't see, like... I mean... Because in the comic, you have Batman as being, like, in the beginning of it. And then the infamous moment for Flashpoint is you see Batman cry. From I'm not going to spoil the ending, but you see Batman cry in Flashpoint in the comics. And it's the only time, one of the only times to see it. And it, it's a pivotal moment that I think you need captured in film. Okay. Especially with the trueness to the story. If they get it close to the story of Flashpoint, especially being in the more gritty, darker realm, I think that it, it can go good. And I think that they can do a lot of great stuff with that script. I'm using that tagline. It can go good. It can go <laughs> good. <laughs> I am make words. Shirts coming soon. <laughs> yeah. I am make words. It's go good. <laughs> Madisms, we can call them. Sometimes I just, it's like you get a, a, a tube of stick glue and you just kind of paste the shit together and see if it works. And it's, it doesn't always work out as elegantly as I try to make it. That, that, sorry, Again, that, that just reminds me of like Kalisto when he was like talking about the, uh, the uh, uh, cruiserweight division. He's like, I make Lucha thing good, good. <laughs> <laughs> and he made a shirt out of it. It was awesome. Good, good. So next I have in the news. <laughs> Me one come from. No Man's Sky. It's a really good game. I love it. Beyond. Now, this is the next expansion for No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is going to be rolling out this summer, a multi-part expansion. The first part being No Man's Sky Online. If, oh, yeah, yeah. It's supposed if, to well, be already, online already? Online, kind of. I mean, you can play with some Well, they're games. saying it's going to be a different... Uh, a new radical social and multiplayer experience which empowers players everywhere in the universe to play together. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I like, okay. Okay. If, you have, if you have a million years of downtime, you can play No Man's Sky because there's always something to do in it. Like, even if you're just going around fucking collecting... He pointed out on the pod, before the podcast. He pointed it out perfectly. The difference between me and him as a gamer. Like I was looking at, he was playing uh, Shadow of War, and he went back to like one of the first sections. And I'm like, you still have that icon? You still have that icon? What the fuck have you been doing? You gotta get that. <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't. You don't need to See, get I'm, every I'm like icon. That. I'm like that. That's yeah. the difference. I have to yeah. get everything. You know, I can't leave this place it. until I get everything that's So on a poison planet, it better be cleaner than a can't... Marine's fucking urinal. Hey, no, man. I'm fine with that. You know why? Because I'll just get enough resources to build myself a little place. So on a poison go. planet where you have like 1,200 different animals, you will not leave until you get all 1,200. Yep, and I will rename them all Tyler Golden because that's my buddy I play with. And I <laughs> every single one after him. So whenever he joins my thing and he, and he, in my game, and he looks, and all the animals are called Tyler Golden. Okay. It's a goal. Everybody has to have one. That game, look, it, it, the game is awesome. 
I liked it. It's alright. No, listen. It had a rocky launch. I'm a huge fan of, like, really good graphics. Uh, That game has pretty good graphics. It's alright. Like, lately I've been playing Steep. I don't know if you remember Steep. Steep has, like... I've tried the beta. Really amazing graphics. Yes, it does have great graphics. I'm just a fan of graphically inclined games. See, No Man's Sky has a good cartoony graphic, but it's also the gameplay. The gameplay... it gets that survival, um, okay, I need to get yeah. 7,500 rocks, and then I need to get 4,700 flax, and then I need to get two, two, <coughs> two tubes of uranium, and then I mix it together, and I have scissors. So, it's like they you made just explained hot... Space Tardew Valley. Yeah. yeah. And, so, oh, and that's Minecraft coming later. together. Okay. That's coming later. It's like an upgraded Minecraft. Yeah, it is. That kind of gameplay yeah. is addictive. I've spent... Hundreds of hours in kind of games like that. Like Out of Reach, which is now expanding out into like the pirate realm. They have expansions for that out there. there. You have those survival games like Ark, which kept doing religious updates, which kept fans coming back. I.e. like Grand Theft Auto is doing. This is how games are just keeping their fan base alive. And some of them aren't paid updates. They're free updates. I haven't, well, they, uh, updates these, are, these are also the same companies that realize that if we keep on shoving content on there, People will buy. They keep playing. So listen to this. People will buy the, the just the dollars just to keep oh, yeah. playing, just so they can have it. Oh, 100%. So you're talking yeah. about online with this game. And the reason why I love that, because when I saw No Man's Sky originally, I was like, they could do so much with this game. Yeah. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, seeing like, you have, you know, it, you don't have to build your houses and stuff on there, but mm-hmm. I do. Like, it's a big Oh, yeah. And the planet I go, I always have to, like, build a giant thing on it. And, like, my, I always try to make it look all big and stuff. So what I'm thinking is like if they fuck, like when you play online, it's like you're playing with somebody that's one of your friends. That's it. You never see anyone else. But if, they <coughs> out, if they make it so more people can be in there, you're going to start seeing clans, and then you're going to start seeing clans destroy other people's planets and stuff on them. Here's my problem. With I them, I actually like that, but then it'll end up turning into uh, yeah. Rust. It will. It'll turn into Eve. It will. It, it will turn into Eve and Rust. And like it's look, there's a fine line that certain games have gotten that well, but. I mean, with that game, here's my problem. Okay. I make a gigantic fucking landing pad because I'll be coming in hot or I'll be coming in... And I can never land in quite the same place. Maybe it's just me. It's probably just me. But I find it so fucking hard for gameplay-wise. like that many drives, too. (laughs) I can't park! (laughs) (laughs) I just keep going around the block block until I get a new... And, you know, sometimes it's four in the morning. It's fine. It's fine. I found an easy parking No, but if they do what I said they do and they turn into that where people start doing that, then they can always go back to the the system where if you do go do that, then all of a sudden you have a bounty. Mm -hmm. uh, The bounty system. Yeah, which yeah. they've evolved uh, the bounty system in Division 2, and mm-hmm. they've, they've done that. I liked what Division 2 did with the bounty system, because it let you know, like, oh, he's a dick. How do you know? Red marker. Mm. That's it. Color red. Mm. Oh, he's a dick. Why? He's red. Okay. And that's how you knew. So, I mean, I, I definitely do like the, what Division 2 is doing. Are, with the are whole you able to get rid of that marker? See, I just, I here's how I solve that. I didn't play with Joe Palladino. <laughs> Joe Palladino was that guy, and he was good. So he would just keep picking off people, and I'd be the little monkey running around like an idiot getting shot, and he'd be just scooping up all the loot. And he'd do it all the time. I love Joe. You know, I know Joe's a dick. You join, you join a, 
uh, a group chat with him, and he already started making fun of me about R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe was right in there. Oh, you, man. Joe. Right like part of the group, buddy. <laughs> Our buddy, Joe Palladino, you know, the obvious creator of Tales from the Morgue, obviously. He, uh, he logged in on the Yeah, Instagram. I saw your comedy. He's like, he's in it too? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was good. We've been digging in on him about R. Kelly. Oh, you're dying? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. So next in the news, Anthem, actually. Anthem has an update, and it's for the Grandmaster Loot Drop fiasco that they did have. They adjusted it, so you're actually going to get a better... (coughs) Another uh, one of 2018's most graphically inclined games. And the update is already live. You don't have to download anything. You don't have any patches. It's server-based, so it goes live as soon as they fixed as soon as they fixed it. And it's for uh, the update is uh, increasing masterwork and legendary drop rates for Grandmaster two and three difficulty levels. Drop rates have also been increased for harder enemies at all difficulty levels, including legendary Titan, Epic Titan, legendary Fury, legendary Acid, Ursix, and legendary Luminary Elder. So they changed out a whole bunch of different uh, things in there, and this is just the first of many severe changes they called. So it's interesting that they fixed the loot so quickly. Now you're obviously, if the thing I found is that their last update, it eliminated white and green level items, which are usually lower level items, once you get past 30. Once you get past 30, you're not going to get those low common items, which is an annoying feature in some games. Yes. Which, okay, that's, that's a nice update. So they're doing these little updates, and they're thinking about their plan meticulously. That's why I still have faith for uh, Anthem, but I still didn't buy it. Mm. I bought One Piece World Seeker, or One Piece Auto, the GTA knockoff One Piece. Now, it is such a good game. One Piece, if you're an anime fan, you love the One Piece. It's a new story with Monkey D. Luffy, Nico Robin, Nami, Rowan Zoro, Sanji, Tony Tony Chomper, and you're going through uh, Prison Island, and you're going around, you have your gum gum powers, upgrade the gum gum powers, and it's open world, man. Side missions and all. Little treasures and stuff. So I've been like, ooh, what's this? And it's a little, like, uh, bright little diamond on the map. So you see it on your mini-map, and I'm like, oh, where is it? I need to find it. And it's a glowing little spec and then you pick it up and it's some useless piece of shit like driftwood i don't care i spent 20 minutes finding it i needed that driftwood completely enthralled in my little nitpicking of everything useless in the game but but two hours in you get bored with the game and go on to something else but i will go back yes i will go back i have i haven't finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey yet, but I've gone back a good couple times, and I've gotten a total of like probably okay. about like 90 or 100 hours in the game. I've been playing Anthem uh, pretty regularly. Finally finished the story, getting to the end game content, so I'm almost to level 30. I'm like 24, 25 okay. right now. So you'll so, be looking forward to that little update oh, once yeah. you get to 30. No well, I, I consistently play on what, like whatever the hardest yeah. difficulty the system allows me to play on. Yeah, I play it on that difficulty. From well, the now you're going to find more legendary drop points and you know masterwork drop points once you get to that level. And I think they're they're planning on changing it because they're listening to the people who yeah. are actually playing it, not the people who are reacting to it. People who are playing it because 
the the players were calling for Pete for more difficult enemies and not bullet sponges. Which I think that's just an overall general goal for any game. If you're going at the game, yeah, you don't want just increasing the amount of bodies that are between me and my goal is not making it harder. You're no, you have to incre- you know increase the challenges in between A and B to make that difficulty up, Only and that's where I better. think a lot of games falter. I don't know. The, 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 the ultimate okay. weapons are they are so awesome. They are so awesome. I will get on the Anthem train. I'm just waiting for all this Colossus stuff to has come like through a big so I can have just my nice... shit up and it blows up the entire screen. Yeah. The Ranger has, like, the Iron Man missiles from, like, yeah. Iron Man 1. You know, where it just targets everybody and then it just fires them off. Oh, I love the, I love the beta. I love that beta when I played that Anthem. It was, it was fantastic. It played smooth as butter on the new PC, too. Which was a nice test marker for it. That's why I keep reporting this anthem news because I think they're getting a lot of bad press from people who are just impatient because they saw the E3 <coughs> trailer and they were surprised that the E3 trailer looks better than the game. Well, that's about ninety percent of being a gamer. You, of course, the trailer in E3 is going to be looking better than you know a finished product. That's every trailer that's, that's ever been known it's not to just man. games it's ever. Yeah, that's Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, I don't know he's going to say that. I don't know we're going to say that. What we're do you do? <laughs> I, you know, science. I got, I got, I got a new slash for you. Yeah. Starcraft Ghost looks better than it has now. <laughs> <laughs> when it was in development. So, Just saying. One story I'm going to hop over that uh, you told me about <laughs> Creators for Left for Dead. They're making another co-op zombie game. There's a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. But it has nothing to do with Left 4 Dead. Okay? Never forget throwing those those propane tanks and shooting them. Yep. (laughs) It is, however, Turtle Rock Studios. They're going through and they're creating Back for Blood. Oh, okay. I said Zombies come back as zombies? So essentially, it's going to be the co-op. They're going to have a campaign... And PvP, no battle royale, none. Cool, good. Just the strict old zombie smashing fun with your co-op cohort. Okay, <clears throat> but WB Interactive Entertainment is helping Turtle Rock Studios produce this, and they are well res- uh, responded of Turtle Rock's premise of putting the player first. So they are creating a co-op zombie game geared towards you and what you want in that co-op zombie game. Now, Left 4 Dead was a good franchise. It was really good, and Valve is not good at making threes, so yeah, that's just never going to happen. But we have this new franchise from Turtle Rock, which I think... Counter-Strike doesn't count, by the way. It Mm. doesn't, Mm. but I think it shows promise. I think it shows promise for this, because everybody, you need that good game, because uh, The Walking Dead... Uh, Overkill or whatever the fuck they called it they completely disavowed that game and they're not even putting it out on Xbox anymore because it did so bad yeah, it was so repetitive and monotonous that nobody wanted to play it so <laughs> it's one of the things that I think that if they do this game right absolutely the spiritual successor for Life of the Dead Back for Blood could be that and it could be good it's coming out on Xbox One Playstation 4 and PC 
So that'll be coming out soon. The other thing I do have in the news is a good bit of Valve. Ah! That's not the word of the day anymore. No, <laughs> no, we can't have Valve the word of the day every week. Then it would just be... The know, word of the week? The word of the month? Word of the month? Ah! <laughs> I thought it was Steam last time. Uh, was there we go. So now it can't be Valve. So Valve introduces a tool combating review bombing, which I think is okay. well needed in this day and age. Review bombing, um, if you are not aware, is just a bunch of people just going on with their hate speech and just panning a film like, i.e., Captain Marvel, That's for no good reason. Uh, like what happened with Captain Marvel and the Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes have introduced an item to combat review bombing, and so has Valve. Valve has developed a tool that will identify off-topic review bombs and remove them from the review score. Valve goes on to say that we define an off-topic review bomb as one where, uh, where the focus of the reviewer is not on topic that we consider unrelated to the likelihood that the future purchaser will be happy if they buy this game, and hence not something akin to that sh- should be added to the review score. Wow, that's a lot of legalese saying that if you fucking just spew out a bunch of bullshit, they're going to take it out. And they're not even going to waste the effort. They made a robot to do it. <laughs> I can't be bothered with you. So if they start you know what? Like good, good, and C five. Like take that, care of it. They'll never catch it. <laughs> yeah. But Just say anti good, and they're saying <laughs> it's going to act in as close to real time as they can get it. So you can try to trust them more. Now Steam has gotten rid of recently over a hundred and eighty games that were deemed not up to par. On the heels of last week's story yep. with Rape Day and the school shooter, they're getting rid of those games and they are trying to clean house for 2019, which is good for Steam to have that positive PR. And I think that it should be it should be well uh, it should be well uh, needed there. Now, before I get back into more Steam news, because I want to keep that for the end. I'm going to go back into what Chris mentioned before, Stardew Valley. Now, if you don't know what this game is, it's essentially... Is it a farming simulator? Uh, yeah, that's it. It's an 8-bit, okay. uh, 8 or no, 16-bit farming simulator that you inherit a farm and... Uh, and then you farm. That's it. Revolution. That's it. Now, farm. People love the game. It it's came. Good. It was released on PC back in 2016, okay? Last year, it was introduced to iOS, and now it is on, currently available on Android operating software as well. So if you have an Android phone, you love Stardew Valley, you got an extra eight bucks, because that's what it costs, eight bucks. Stardew Valley could be the whole game, not a mobile comparison. (coughs) This is the entirety of Stardew Valley, because it's not that complex, it's just a farming simulator, you're going to throw it up there, and if you love Stardew Valley... You can have it on your mobile phone for eight bucks. It's now available on. <clears throat> it's actually quite a long list. It's available on PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, iOS, Android, and the discontinued PlayStation Vita. 
Can I get it on my 3DO? You could probably get it on the 3DO and the closest Amazon rock near you. Okay. I'm sold. So what you don't know is like people who had it on the PS4 got it free on the Vita. Yeah. Oh. oh, so I have it in both. I'm so ways. jealous now that I don't. Oh my god, how am I going to live my life? My life is incomplete. <laughs> so, the next story I have is just interesting. I had another news story out of India, and I'm pretty sure it was about PUBG, but it kind of inspired. If you saw the Pajangas and Wallhangers page, I made the <laughs> meme of the Master Chief because police. In the country of India, have arrested ten college students for playing PUBG. I can throw you one better. You ready for this one? Okay. No, no, wait, wait. Okay. Carlos Santana from the Philadelphia Phillies. Back when they were losing like six or seven games straight in a row at the end of the season to put them out of playoff contention. Smashed the TV that was playing Fortnite in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> like, took a bat, went back there. Because he says people were not focused. This story gets even more interesting. <laughs> since you added Fortnite in there, I'll add that in the story as well. Now, what happened is that students were caught in, I'm going to say this as best I can, Gajarat. That was really fucking good. It's a western state in India. Where, in Gujarat... Thank you. <laughs> Bullshit! Oh, I really gotta get in there. Fuck you! Oh. Damn, thank you. That's, that's well needed. Um, so in Gujarat, it's a western state in India. They banned the game from that area of India. Now, it's still legal in the rest of India. However, these ten teens were so enthralled... In PUBG, they didn't even notice the police approaching them to arrest them. They didn't even notice the cops. Just slap the cuffs right on. Come on, kids, you're coming with me. Now, it gets even more interesting from here. Because parents and educators in India are saying that it is ex- it's extremely violent and no. it's addictive. So, they have no problem, however, with Fortnite. Can't be nearly as addictive as remember when EverQuest came out. There was, <laughs> oh, all, yeah, EverQuest. There was yeah. people dying at the machine because they didn't want to leave the machine. Yeah, yeah, that dying. Happened. That yeah. happened with WoW too. Yeah, someone played. <laughs> hours and that's where the the South Park episode came from. Yeah, and I mean, look now, people, it's. The problem is not gaming. The problem is that it's addiction. Okay? It's people who don't know how to moderate their life. Me, it's you also know. their lifestyle, like the, the choices they made prior to that. Exactly. Like if they're active or not. The gaming wasn't the straw. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back. There was a lot of art. There was a lot of shit already on there. You know? I still don't understand that last part you said, though. Fortnite's not. not it's okay. But it's, I'll go it, into it for you, buddy. And you guys as well. So I don't they ask think questions when he answers what the fuck there's <laughs> there's less stress. <laughs> there's two separate explanations here. One is that it is a more a cartoony style game, to whereas PUBG is more realistic with blood. You take with a gun graphics, and you shoot somebody. It's ultra realistic, is what the problem don't is. Don't try this at home. Don't tell them about Call of Duty. So they have. <laughs> 
cart with Fortnite as well. This is a big thing. How you download Fortnite. PUBG is on the regular OS and, you know, regular store. Fortnite, you have to go to Epic's website to download Fortnite on yeah, your phone. On, well, on, the, on Samsung, you have to go through the Epic installer through Samsung if you're on an Android. And that's why they think that... It's going to be, that's what the separation, what their problem is, is that, oh, you have to go through hoops to get onto Fortnite, and it's a cartoon, but then you have PUBG just flaunting its realism in guns, and they're saying (coughs) that it's a problem, to where the local minister calls it a demon in every house. It is a demon in every house. (laughs) It is like walking in with no coupon. Yes, do you have a coupon? So they think it's because you have to manually download it, and I mean, <laughs> it's India, man. It's what India. if we have viewers and listeners in India? Then they're playing Fortnite instead of PUBG <laughs> on their phone. Don't play it in public. Yeah. Treat it like masturbation. Probably bet something best not tend to the public with. Hey, you know? India, we know it. You know it, it is not it. good. Good to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Jeez, uh, man, I really want to masturbate right now. Where am I not going to do it? In public. <laughs> hey, Fortnite, or, you know, PUBG's illegal on my phone. Oh my god, I got arrested. We just do it when you're taking a shit. Yeah, they Don't do it outside. <laughs> That's they what have, I have to say. They they have have to listeners. listeners. That's right. <laughs> Don't do it in public. That's it. Treat it like masturbation. Next topic. Speaking of masturbation. Hi, Cousin Kim. (laughs) Microsoft is bringing the Halo series to PC with the Master Chief Chief collection. Oh, and I saw this. Oh, my God. I was laughing my ass off because the entire community set all those pizzas, the 343 Studios. Oh, my God. And they made a pizza skin for the, the rifle. They and, made a pizza skin. And the, and the, one, <laughs> the one tweet pretty much said, our receptionist went home. We, it's becoming a logistical nightmare to set all these pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> so people were really happy, and they were sending a bunch of pizzas to 343 Industries for making this announcement that they're bringing... Halo to the PC, which is akin to what Microsoft is trying to do. They're trying to put their product absolutely everywhere. And that's coming later in the news as well. But you can get Halo Reach, which they're saying in this package for the PC, Halo Reach is going to be 4K HDR support and 60 frames per second. Which already is on the Xbox One. Which is going to be nice that it continues over to the PC. They're continuing that quality. You're going to have it. Now you're saying, Matt, what the fuck? What if I already have the Master Chief Collection? Hang on, Junior. I got you in one second, cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) I've been planning that. (laughs) I can see. Because you had that epiphany and your eyes just twitched. (laughs) Who's twitchy now, bitch? So, if you already own the Halo Master Chief uh, Collection, 
The campaign and firefight features will be set as additional digital add-ons, so you can still get that later on, uh, the additional features from it as well. So there's still an incentive for you in there, and it's probably if you already have, if you already have it and you just want those features, probably be cheaper for you to just grab that, play it, and you'll still be in the mix. So not not that anybody doesn't know, it's like spoiler alert it, that the Halo Chief Master Chief Collection um, is one, two, three. Um, ODST and four. Yes. So that's it's all one through oh, yeah, four. All I really it's... thought you were gonna say Halo Chief Masturbation Collection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. No, but we might have a name for the podcast now. <laughs> you're well, you're very welcome. <laughs> you haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Our Twitchy. I was gonna go to the other. So the next one boggles my mind. Okay. I can't wait to mess with that video on that green screen. <laughs> with that one. The door open. In the closet. He's in the closet. <laughs> he comes out the closet. He pisses on the underage girl. I gotta work on my on my lyrics. Anyway, so the next one, next story I have is Ninja made a mil- cluster. They're projecting a million dollars for the opening produ- uh, push on Apex Legends. Him and other streamers, what Apex Legends did is they went out and they pushed it. Now, they don't know because from, like, opening to, like, maybe, like, four days later, Ninja was still playing. So, they're not yeah. sure if it was, like, a contractually obligated, like, leg- length of time. EA, EA hasn't, uh, they haven't said shit. Didn't Ninja die from Ligma? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember that. <laughs> 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 But the top Twitch streamers were promoting the launch of the game. Ninja's live stream and social media production uh, promotions gained with his, you know, steam of his follower base. That's 13.6 million people on Twitch is his fan base. So I guess you can see why they gave him a million dollars to promote their game, which is it has esports pulling. People from esports yeah. are pulling over to Apex Legends as well, which I completely see. Any kind of those. Really popular, competitive-based games. Got game I can see that game game too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's good for him. I mean, the man reportedly made $10 million in 2018. He's the first uh, eSports player to be signed by, uh, or shown on the ESPN card, too. Mm. And he has uh, Nike as a he gets around, sponsor man. now. He, he really does get around. He's, he's on a lot of different things, though. Platforms and... and More uh, power to him, man. If somebody can make that just off... He's the... You know, kind of like the pinnacle there, you know what I mean? Because you have uh, Ninja. What are you going to do with your life? Ah, I'm going to play games. Why? you going to have somebody pay for pay to watch you play games? Yes. Yeah, millions yes. of dollars. Yes. Yes I, yes, I am. I'm going to make more money than you in a month than you do in an entire year. And you're going to hate me for it. Yeah, and that's what he did. And you we, know what? We Bravo. already did to begin with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bravo to him, though, man. You're making money doing that kind of a thing, living the dream. You're yeah. doing God's work, man. It doesn't matter if people like you. You're, really you're laughing at God's end. work now? <laughs> <laughs> he works in mysterious ways. Okay. Like Iron Man. Nobody knows what he does. Actually, Iron Man made it very public. That's a very bad... Anyway, I'm moving on. <laughs> Snapchat might be getting into the gaming realm. What? Uh, 
Yeah, Snapchat is launching a gaming platform, some say, as early as next month. So when you say Snapchat, you mean Facebook? Yeah. So, with Snapchat, it's going to be augmented reality. They're fighting the Pokemon Go and the the Poke Potter, okay? And Poke Potter is seeming to be a lot more complex than Pokemon Go for the uh, the Potter fans. Harry, that is. Harry Potter. Fucking potheads just getting excited there for a minute. There's an augmented reality app, man! Calm down. So... Essentially, Snapchat made it was like it was called Snappables, which was like an online of uh, reality yeah, this gaming. This evening was based on sickness. So yeah, <laughs> this evening was all based on sickness. I was sick last week. He's getting over Montezuma's revenge. He got like his fifth bout of the fucking black plague. I don't know why. And now I'm was, having a baby now in my the next three days, and I'm here. God, you look so good for having a baby in a couple days. <laughs> Show them prego titties. Give me some milk. Uh. <laughs> I never Logan. thought I would say that to another man. <laughs> did you shave your nipples at least? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, another thing I never thought I'd say to another man. <laughs> so. Your hetero life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're welcome. <laughs> so, it. Essentially, what Snapchat did is they bought an Australian game developer in hopes that they would uh, have more of a link into that. And that's what a lot of companies, linking into our next story in a minute, is going. A lot of companies you don't think would go into it are putting their toe in the gaming realm. With Snapchat, I see this being more of a a fun, kind of cutesy, augmentative reality games that are coming through. That you can link with a movie or yeah. a new show release, something like that. You can have something that easily readily available, and it'll live in the Snapchat app, so it'll always be available. So, if you are a fan of Snapchat, that may be something that you may want to look into in the future. If they do put it out there next month, keep an eye out. We'll give, obviously let you know. But we're gonna go into the main story. Main story, which I kind of teased in the uh, previous uh, postings from today, is. Game streaming. We have a big push in game streaming and a lot of people thinking that they're going to be the next Netflix of game streaming. Now, what am I? what do I mean by game streaming? I don't mean Twitch. I mean, I'm going to hop onto said device and I'm going to play a game. So, clarify. And cloud service game, streaming. Cloud service. Yes, cloud service streaming. To where I'm playing that game. Your device that you're playing it on is not doing the full workload. The full workload is being done elsewhere. And there that's where it's doing the heavy lifting, yep. so you don't need a very graphically demanding device. You can get the same results from your phone, from your laptop, from your Chrome browser. You can get all this kind of different technology, and it's something that I think that the game streaming, the Netflix of gaming, if you will, Yep are going to be down to these three companies. Google, which is coming to GDC, the Game Developers Conference, this week, I believe. And they're going to be announcing their gaming streaming, which they released a cryptic teaser trailer, which was going through an entrance tunnel with a whole bunch of different uh, realms, if you were, and saying the future of gaming is coming. The GDC 2019. 
So what Valve, the other company, and Microsoft did is they flipped their dick out real quick and told you what they're going to do. So Valve, when they you're looking at Valve's little meaty dick, you're seeing they're expanding the Steam Link. <laughs> Which, if you don't know what <coughs> Steam Link is, uh. it is a device that allows you to stream what your computer is playing onto your TV. We have one in the Matt Cave living room here. Steve plays it all the time. The Steam Link captures what he's doing off of his computer, and it puts it right back onto the main 4K glory that is the TV right there, and you can play in your living room. Now, where Steam's going to be advancing this is their app for Steam Link is going to be available anywhere in the world. So you can log on to the Steam Link app eventually, not now, uh, you can use, if you have the Steam Link, the hardware, you can log in and try it now. With uh, the, They're going to be getting into the game store as well as like Google and Microsoft. They're all going to have their own cloud source gaming, which I think they're going to go subscription-based. And then you're going to be having your library of games that you can choose from. To where Google tried it with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. With the beta, hey, you try with our, our streaming service beta, you can... You play grab it, you know, graphically a beautiful game, a beautiful game, yep. and it's you don't have to pay for it. Well, we're giving you Odyssey, and these people were playing it. So Google already tried it. I think we're there technology-wise. We're there everywhere else. I think this is going to be. So good. I'll clarify. I'll, I'll add on to that. We're there hardware-wise on the home front. Technology-wise, as far like as far as internet speed, as long as it's not leaving the continental U.S. Yeah, you're fine. Um, if you're trying to go from continental to overseas, that's where you're going to hit that bottleneck. Yeah. Because it's only one pipeline going to Europe right now from the U.S. Right. So it hits a bottleneck yeah. every time. Yeah. And I think that it's... Uh, with You owe us money, give us your phone. <laughs> Might have been my account. Steam Link isn't going to go the way that they want. Because... I know Steam, and they're not. Nothing goes the way that they want. No. <laughs> it's Steam, but I think Google has Google Chrome on every fucking computer ever. It has their, you know, their cloud Chrome's service. On every device. It, it is, matter. and they have the Android software. You guys realize though that eventually everything's going to be cloud based. Yeah. Oh yeah. When it comes to phones, oh, 100%. computers. Laptops, everything is going to be cloud-based. Which means more invasiveness by many other people. Yeah. Yep. But I think you can... There's, nothing <laughs> going to, there's not going to be not a desktop where you can just open a folder and get... It's literally all going to be cloud-based. Yeah, but I'm a really boring person. Exactly. You know, you know I said this when it's they said, really the FBI is turning on your camera. If you want to watch me masturbate and play video games, go right the fuck ahead. <laughs> I don't care. But what I see is that I think what Isn't you can do is you can... Thursday night? It is. Well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday. Anyway. Any, any day that ends in Y. Sunday, Monday, happy days. <laughs> I call it happy days. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, happy days. You can't sing any more than 10 seconds. That's copyright infringement. <laughs> but with Monday, Steam, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I saw Microsoft... And Microsoft has a great a great gimmick for their cloud streaming service. You have an Xbox One controller. The Xbox One controller connects to your phone via Bluetooth. And then in the tra- in the opening 
they show a woman, they give her a, an Android phone with a neat little holder that plugs into the Xbox One and holds your phone for you, so you're not like mm, trying to fumble things around. Yeah, plugs it's into the micro USB. Right into it, plugs into the micro USB. Be cool if it charged it too, because I imagine that would be a lot on your battery running Forza Horizon 4 for hours and hours on end, unless you have that brick ass Energizer phone thing that came out. Supposedly, you don't have to charge it for a week. So, anyway, playing Forza Horizon 4 right with the Xbox One controller, and they're playing that with their cloud streaming service. You can play Forza, any of the Xbox titles. You can do that on your phone while you're taking a shit in an airport in Dubai. I think that's a good premise. I think that that, I think if anybody's going to do it and be successful, it's going to be Xbox. (coughs) That's because they're putting the service on all, all devices. They're going everywhere. Yeah, they're, if you want to be, you, you want to be on Switch. We're there. You want to be, you know, they're, they're trying to go everywhere and be everywhere. And that's what they said in this press release is that they want to be able to put their content and for you to play it absolutely anywhere you want. And I think that's the next step with gaming that we're going to get to we're, is we're the a- immediate access that we have with the internet and with i.e. like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. But we're at a saturation point with consoles. It's like there's not much value in particular consoles anymore. It's the content that's And if you take the hardware out of it and you just have the the service and then the accessibility of it and the accessibility of everywhere, that's that's a huge game changer because now you're changing the marketing of the the games. You're changing how you release games. How you release the information, which I think not only gaming, but Marvel and DC are learning. that They can't just go letting you know what they're going to do years and years ahead of time because you have to keep up with that attention for the game. Otherwise, it gets lost and it gets forgotten. Yep. So with the immediate access, I think you're going to see a lot more tight lips, but a lot more ships on the, on the bay. So especially with the gaming, I think you have Google. Not many, not many sink, sunken ships there. Because they're not tight lips, not because loose lips. They sink, sink ships. Exactly. <laughs> right out there, buddy. I'm so up, happy I somebody picked, picked up that what, up. You, what you threw down there. I threw it down. <laughs> I picked it right the fuck up. That's yep. what I'm talking I, about. I, That's teamwork right there. Boondock Saints, man. <laughs> Gotta love it. So, I mean. Fuck us! <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys make like a tree and get, get the, the fuck out of here? here. <laughs> Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody! Absolutely. <laughs> St. Patty's Day, I got my Green Lantern green on. He's got the Star Citizen green you on. You going to be able to see his shirt because of this soon? Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to see shit all over my chest. <laughs> That's what he says oh. on Sunday. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the other one's Put somebody's face Thursday. right here. So That's I'm what he says them. on his normal Sunday. <laughs> Put somebody's face right here so I'm poking him with my finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. This is going to be like the, the Twitchy Wilson segment from the podcast ago. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't see the thing. Did you end up putting anything? I, I haven't. We've I been backed up, but we're focusing on the future, okay? We're not worried about the past. Get your shit together. Stop worried about the past. Live in the future. When you when you have your child, you will understand. The future is now. And now. And now. And now. And now. And now. And now. Yeah. Yeah. But when? Now. Now. So, Ooh. Twitchy, you did mention something for a versus, which is who could beat up Dr. Manhattan? Anybody who wears pants! <laughs> Put on some pants! 
So you can make anything out of anything. Let me see. Make pants. Let me see any of them. I'm telling you. Let you me see any of those little guys like make fun of his dick and see him just fucking just go. Just put on a fucking shirt. You saw what he did in Rorschach, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, he did. Okay, and, and now now imagine yeah. anyone going up to him and like, you got a small dick. Done. Just blow up. Like, Please, like put on some pants. Fucking fucking we're not... Move atoms. Like, we're not... Molecular... Like, pixelated. <laughs> we're, we're not... Uh, we're not... We're not picking you, a piece... We're he not, could pixelate his own dick if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say we're not picking apart his pixelated penis. Okay? But we are. are. He could have a pixelated bukkake just like it's in... Uh, Oh, the, the game. New title. Yeah. <laughs> but we are going through, and who could beat Dr. Manhattan? Because he can make anything. He's almost like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, which is where I would go for his immediate, uh, I would yeah, say, yeah. verse, would be Thanos, who has equally, obviously equal power to him. With all the all the infinity, Just with the infinity so stones, as yeah. we see Thanos at like the very oh. last moment of this the uh, Infinity War, right? That I think that Thanos could definitely uh, give Doctor Manhattan a good serving, a good serving size. Now you looked up uh, an article which pinned uh, Dead Man, Doctor Fate, and Doctor Manhattan against. Dr. Manhattan. But I think Thanos is the definite other key player in there. Yeah. So, it's definitely something that I see, uh, I, I, I kind of see Thanos doing the ultimate job. What do you, what do you, who are you ranking with? Oh my god. Um, it's Dr. Fate, man. That's a bad motherfucker right there. Dr. Strange. Doctor Strange. Ready oh. to be Doctor Strange. Ready? I'm, I'm Doctor Manhattan. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he can, he can go through the time paradox until he figures out a way to kill you. He should have done that with fucking Thanos. I don't know why he didn't. We don't know. We don't know. You gotta wait! <laughs> if he did that said, in the beginning, you wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> Spectre. Harlan Spectre? Ugh. <laughs> Spectre is God. So I'm just gonna go okay. ahead and say the the anti villain Thanos kind of wins over Doctor Manhattan because he has a snap too. What are you gonna do? Oh, you're gonna make me nothing? No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. I think that's kind of like a that's a paradox. It's as close to stuck in a, a win or... you're gonna get is the Dormammu. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. That's as much as a win you're going to get here with Dr. Manhattan. Galactus. Is... Okay. Galactus is a bad mofo, devour, uh, devourer of worlds. So, maybe. Because he could... Well, then again, he could kind of just kind of insta-blip wherever. So, it would be kind of hard because Galactus is pretty bulky. It's a pretty big dude. Silver Serpent could take your weight of power. Ooh. Silver Serpent is so much more badass than I ever wanted him to be. Yep. Oh, I hope with this Fox merger that we can get a good Silver Surfer. That we could get a good. I just, I just looked it up just for fun. Molecule um, Man. That Molecular guy, Man! I, well, his name's Molecule Man. I really think he. Cause, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. 
I mean, yeah, Molecule Man, he's controlling things on a molecular level. He can kind of... Uh, Magneto, technically. Magneto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Phoenix, but that's not... But we're thinking... That we, everybody, we need... See, the Phoenix all, could all, take care all, of him. But, but in what about DC? DC? Superman Prime, one million? Batman would figure it out. No, Bat- I hate Batman that would figure Listen, it out, but yeah. I love Batman, but I always hated that... Like, there was always that fight where it was like, oh, who would win in the fight, Superman or Spider-Man or Batman? Goku. <laughs> you know what? That's why I sent you that video. I fucking love Goku. That, that video was baller, man. And, who doesn't? And also, you have uh, uh, Dragon Ball Super coming back this year. Yes, saw that. Coming back this year, man. Anyone Goku see the and his movie? friends going back there. I did not yet. I didn't. I'm going to check that one out. It essentially changed minor things from the past because I saw the original Broly movie in sub a long time ago, probably about like eighth grade. Um, Broly's a great character, especially in Raging Blast Three. Uh, me so and for my you, group five friend, years ago. Uh, friends that played that game, we fucking love that game. Raging Blast Three is the ultimate Dragon Ball Z game. Outside of now, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is good. I'm really looking forward to the Dragon Ball. Uh, wow, he is on there. Doctor Strange. We saw it right there. I wasn't looking at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> we keep the D to DMs ever since last episode. So, yeah, man. I think that I, Superman, I think uh, he. Thanos, hey! Comicbook.com agreeing with me. <laughs> um, but, I mean. <laughs> Superman, once again, I think he kind of has that same problem uh, that um, Galactus would have, is that Dr. Manhattan could be anywhere. He just has to blink. You see him in the Watchmen movie, which the whole reason, uh, source where this came from is we're looking through Steve and I. I try to, we try to sit and watch something, and I try to expand his mind when I can to some different shows that I've seen. And he mentioned how he hadn't seen Watchmen before. So I said, of course, obviously we have to watch this. At least... No, the one on Netflix. Whatever came up on Netflix. Okay, Netflix. Not the Death but it was great watching the movie again, and it's a really well done, gritty superhero movie. With that Batman wannabe and uh, yeah, the was. guy without pants. Seriously, it's the only thing I change. There's some, some of these pants. on this that I don't remember. Put some pants on that man! Living Tribunal? Uh, yeah. MCU. Yeah, that's the MCU as well. Um, Silver Surfer, yeah, that's but Doctor Manhattan, man. He Century, I've heard of Century. Century is essentially he's uh, Marvel's answer to Superman. Which Fuck this with number a, two Batman, my ass, a twisted, uh, kind of like a twisted look. And number one, my favorite, I've been bringing up, who would be Thanos? Oh, Jesus Christ, Squirrel Girl, baby, yeah. <laughs> I want them to make Squirrel Girl so bad. Sorry. I think they are making a Squirrel Girl. They are. Yeah. And you know what? I'll watch it. Yeah. Squirrel Girl? Absolutely. Because I think with the Marvel Phase 4, <laughs> you're going to see a lot more of I'm so a, happy that was on there. <laughs> a newer blend. You're going to see the Squirrel Girls. You're going to see uh, Ms. Marvel. You're going to, you know, the Latin superhero. You're going to see, they want to push for an LGBTQRSTUV Superhero. <laughs> I think you forgot a few letters there. But if they want to do that. And there's a lot of stuff, Zim, a lot of push Zim, for that. Zim, and then you still have Netflix Zim. and what they're going to answer the Marvel. 
So there's a lot to be Less heard letters from letters than my, my web developers at work. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more people that may be able to defeat Dr. Manhattan, and I guess we can't really come down to how many people could kick his ass. But as long as they're wearing Because we always, think, we always think of like people from Earth, or even not like the normal ones you usually see, but you'd always forget about the ones that are like, like I said, Sentry, who's one yeah. of the most badass fucking things ever. Yeah. There's a lot of different ones. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's about it for me. Well, I gotta tell you, man. I think that uh, this podcast is number 22. It's in the books. Once again, the family here at Pedrangers and Wallhangers, thanks all of you for watching. Uh, the Instagram cut out a little bit sooner. Um, that's on them. Uh, the Facebook is still live in here, and obviously we'll have the SoundCloud and uh, uh, the regular audio podcast up. Keep an eye out for more from Tales of the Morgue, episode one coming up. And I want to thank, who do we want to thank this week? We usually take the time to thank out a certain listener from listening. Um, I want to thank, let's just go to the Pulse, uh, Barb B. Dubs Williams. She liked the birth of PJ and WH, which is now up to over 90 views on SoundCloud. That's, a, you know, one of the bigger podcasts that we have out there. The birth of your baby. Where we actually, it's why we convene is, you know, the birth in that first podcast. So if you do want to check it out, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. I'm not in it, but it's the birth. <laughs> it's where we come from. Yeah, thanks, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a he's in the company chat there, so we're definitely trying to get everybody and anybody in here. We're gonna get Joe in here uh, to, once we get a little bit closer to episode one of Tales from More Release. We're gonna get him in here for a special interview. But thank you, Barb. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Marcos and Jeremy and def- all the different fans that we do have out there. Who've given us lots of positive feedback. If you do want to. Uh, Contribute to the uh, Indiegogo Kickstarter. Uh, go to tail, uh, ripped-studios.com and go, we have the link for the Indiegogo to go in there and you can go ahead and be a backer, man. We have a lot of different uh, stuff in there. Blu-ray DVD that's going to come out. Tales from the Moore shirt. We have stuff on the uh, shop, which are magnets and posters and we have a lot of different stuff. If you want to get into the top tier, the one thing that I did want to point out here the top tier reward for the Kickstarter is to have your likeness drawn into the cart, into the show, and killed off. Ah, that would be awesome. And you have Joe and my sadistic minds trying to kill your ass. So that's definitely something to think about for the Kickstarter. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We uh, thank Twitchy. You're on. Uh, you're on Baby Watch, right? So by this time next week, I will be a father. Okay. By this time. Baby so, Collins well, coming in next, to the fold. Next Monday is our induced date, so if we don't have it, but my so, wife's already going to. next week's podcast, live, live from the delivery room, from the delivery room, it's the Daggers and Wallhangers welcoming the baby. First face is going to be this ugly mug and Gollum over there saying, come on, my precious, come, come. Oh, your that wife is, is going to have nightmares happen. every night this week. Not thinking. going to happen. Excuse you me. might force her into labor just Miss, right now. Mr. and Miss Collins, um, 
There's a bunch of weird people waiting for you in the baby <laughs> delivery room. With a bunch of equipment. <laughs> they said they're a podcast. One Jesus Christ! Like, one looks like he's holding a taser. <laughs> <laughs> we had to subdue him. So look for us live from the delivery room. We will definitely be there. Or I will bargain with your wife. The car right over. <laughs> and back you go and back <laughs> she will fucking murder I'll get an interview it'll be great I got a lot of great people I got a great team behind me a lot of great really intelligent what? people they're the best people they'll be they'll be right there tremendous, involved with the labor tremendous and it'll, tremendous, tremendous people involved with the podcast no, no, you gotta do through like and through this. he doesn't like how many jobs are we creating through and through it's gonna be thousands of jobs involved in this project <laughs> thousands, thousands it's, it's extremely <laughs> tremendous uh, fuck science and uh, the baby make process. The stork will come in and we'll have uh, we'll have a nice interview with the stork, bringing the baby, and it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. She's gonna love it. You're gonna love it. You're great people. Speaking of science, please donate to the MS uh, uh, Muck Run that's happening in June. Yeah. The MS Walk is happening in April. Uh, Walking for Best is the is the team for the MS Walk. Linda's Mucking Neurons is the team for the MS Mud Run. Please donate. Every dollar is appreciated. Thank you. I figured I'd show you my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> this is the mascot of Jangers and Wallhangers. Don't like do people. this to me. Sit like people. <laughs> this is our mascot. Hero of Time, Stinky Link. What are you doing, Link? Link Diablo Bucaro, our uh, ever mascot. He's been in here since day one for I the podcast with us. And we, him and I, want to thank you for watching thank you for listening and thank you for watching bob and we will see you guys next week for another great podcast look for this special uh screen dished um youtube delivery we'll put something right here yeah next week right above our heads right there not so much over here no no right but it's gonna stop like right here and then go into my chest Ickles again. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you again next week in Thanks, for another WH podcast. Thank you so much for watching, Bob. Game on, boys and girls. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Game on, everybody. Game on, Sideways. Oh god, we're not ready yet. <laughs> you know what? It's still very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs>
It went sideways. Say thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.